What Check. are you talking about they close? I think they close at 9. No, they close at 10. I mean, close at 10. Why are they saying you can't do the order, bitch? Uh-uh. They don't have a, a postmater who can get there before 10. Bitch, don't play with me. Uh-uh. I'm really mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. The fuck? Welcome back to Fat People with Opinions, ladies and men and non-binary friends. We're so happy to have you back. I'm your host, Taylor Renee. And I'm Isaiah. We're back. We're still fat and we still have fucking opinions. Right. How are you doing, friend? I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Girl! (laughs) I cannot... I've had a great week. I'm mm-hmm. glad you had a great week, bitch. I just got really bad. Y'all, <laughs> y'all missed the fiasco that was before this fucking recording session started. I'm really upset. I had my mouth already prepared to devour this meal. And it's no longer available to me. Bitch. I'm upset. I'm so sorry. Like I really was like, okay, I'm, I had a plan. You hear, you heard me talking. I was like, okay, I'm gonna text the DoorDash driver, and I'm gonna get two dressings from my Chipotle bowl, so that that way, you know, because you can't add that option when you order through the app. The app. Like I really was plotting and planning, <laughs> and I experienced all these obstacles. Come to find out, they're not. He was like, I'm gonna get it delivered here, so that I can take it home and eat it as soon as I get home, mm-hmm. because they're gonna be closed by the time we finish recording. Right, because we record, you know, during the devil's hour. <laughs> I am really upset. <laughs> I should text see if I can find somebody that can just go and get it for me. That I can give them money, but you know what? Let me not be that desperate. It's fine. <laughs> I'll just get it another time. My week has been fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, friend. It's all right. I'll just have to settle for something else when I get off. What else could I eat that's good? Nothing's going to be open. Maybe I'll get McDonald's breakfast. You get checkers. You had checkers? I had checkers, like, probably at least once in my life. And I wasn't mad at it when I had it, but I was like, I don't know if I'll ever return. You know? I feel like I would go for a checkers before a McDonald's. Really? The only thing I really like for McDonald's is their breakfast. Same. Well, I used to be that way. I've I've gotten into the McChickens now. They're all right. The McChickens are right. I see. I mean, mm. if you add um, cheese, it's good. Mm-hmm. See, I'm. I have always been a McDonald's breakfast. I've started branching out and getting like the McGriddle. I there are times where I like it. There are times where I'm like, this is actually disgusting. And the other day, I had one. I was like. I would like this better if they did not have the egg. Like, their egg for the McGriddle, I don't like it. If they put the egg from, like, the McMuffin on the McGriddle, bitch, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. (laughs) I don't like the eggs from McDonald's, period. They're nasty. Well, you're not really an egg. Like, I've come to realize that I feel like you don't be eating eggs like that. I don't. Well, no, that's not true. Because when I'm home, I cook eggs, but I like my eggs sunny side up. I like them runny. So, fast food eggs are nasty because they're... 
gelatinous, and I don't enjoy. I don't look for that you just use that <laughs> word to refer to something that I actually enjoy consuming, bitch. Okay, they're gelatinous. Cause I really go up for a McDonald's um sausage egg and cheese McMuffin, bitch. That's my the the main thing I get. I get two sausage egg. Yes, bitch, two two sausage egg and cheese McMuffins and two hash browns. As you should. And I don't like the egg that they use for the McGriddle because I feel like I'm eating. A sponge full of water. Like, that's what it gives me in terms Ew. of texture and consistency, also taste. So, no. That's I wish they took the egg from the McGriddle, not from the McGriddle, but from the Big Muffin and put it on the McGriddle, bitch, over. Ew. Mm. Yeah, the folded egg is the one that tastes like a sponge. It's mm-hmm. very it's that. Very much so that. I don't get that on any of my sandwiches ever, but also, I feel like scrambled eggs give you the same thing. An egg in any other situation other than like hard boiled or with a runny yolk is like you chewing on styrofoam. I don't agree. I don't agree. I feel like whenever <laughs> I go out for a brunch, a it, moist sponge piece. It it is very much so, you know, Mr. Clean. Um, the Mr. Clean sponges. But whenever I go out for a brunch, I if there's not an egg included in some aspect of my meal, I'm throw the whole brunch away. Like I need a egg, a meat, a potato, and a cheese, and then I'm straight. So whatever combination that is <laughs> in whatever form, I'm straight with anything that comes in that. I feel like I'd be fine with uh, a runny egg over an avocado toast. You love an avocado toast. I do. I love an avocado. Mm-hmm. I love you a do bread. love an avocado, yes. You do. <laughs> Don't even talk about avocados because I just really got mad because, bitch, I was going to get guacamole as well with the bowl that I was going to get. And unfortunately... I'm so sorry, friends. I My mouth was really fixated. The flavors were just, you know, there at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I'm so mad. Like, have you ever experienced that, listeners, when you're like... Not you convince yourself that you, you like want to eat something, but you have you already fixated on what you're gonna eat. You decided on it. You're trying to make moves to make that happen. You're already the flavors, the taste is already in your mouth. It hasn't even arrived yet, and then something happens that causes you not to be able to get it. It's like when you have leftovers in the fridge and you come home from work ready to eat your leftovers, just to find out that that bitch ass nigga sleeping in your bed ate your leftovers. Now I'm ready to fight. I think the whole house just has to burn. <laughs> like, I just feel like we should just light a match and start anew. <laughs> and see what will, you know, be... Ain't my left. Will come, over, come out from the ashes, bitch, like the phoenix. My leftovers? My leftovers. Bitch, that better not be no Thanksgiving leftovers either, bitch, because we will really be fighting. Leftovers from anywhere. They are mine. Don't don't fix your lips around any of my food without asking. What's her. one food that you feel like it does not do well in terms of leftovers? French fries. I think if you like sprinkle a little bit, I learned this. I mean, I'm really a fat bitch, but <laughs> in my fat bitch days, whenever I had gotten like a burger and fries when I ate out, if I wanted to like you know reinvigorate the fries, I would like sprinkle a little bit of water over top of them and like steam them, and that was like. It wasn't the same, but it was kind of better as opposed to just putting them in the microwave. I've tried like putting them in the microwave with a cup of water to Mm -hmm. like keep it moist. It doesn't really work for me, but I have an air fryer now. So I feel like there are some fries in the fridge right now, actually, that I'm excited to put into this air fryer to see if it goes well. Mm. I don't think any kind of seafood like is good the next day. Like fish, I can't eat that. 
Um, I'm trying to think if As I would eat seafood the next day. I think it would depend on how the seafood was prepared. So, like, fish, no, I probably wouldn't do that. But, mm-hmm. like, shrimp, yes. I would eat shrimp the next day. Yeah, shrimp, because I feel like a shrimp in a salad, if it wasn't fried. Yeah, no, because frying the whole, that's like the french fries. You can't redo that, <gasps> you know? It's Thursday. It is. Does Hooters do, um... Bitch, <laughs> 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 I just, I'm truly having a fat girl moment right now <laughs> in online, on, uh, during the recording section, session. Does Hooters do bone-in wings, like, half price on Thursdays or Buffalo Wild Wings? Buffalo Wild Wings does. No, not bone-in. It's boneless oh, on I don't Thursdays. Want, I don't want chicken nuggets. I, I, <laughs> I don't want those. I don't want chicken nuggets. I need the bone to be in, in, in the wing because I appreciate the flavor as well as how you eat the wing it's an art form it is it's an experience don't it, i be saying that it, it's quite now you understand it's quite an ex- experience <laughs> and i don't want no fucking chicken nuggets y'all it's officially my birthday by the time you guys hear this it will be one day before my birthday but we're celebrating all weekend so say happy birthday to me and also you know drop a dollar in my cash app happy birthday my nigga is turning what 28. 28, bitch. That is two minutes from 30. <laughs> it is. Do you feel like everything is falling apart in your life? Uh, yes, but I don't <laughs> I don't feel like it's because I'm getting older. I feel like it's it just is. It has always been falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to collect the pieces? What are you going to do with Who your knows? life? We might just have to get a whole new puzzle, to be honest. Just... <laughs> Start over, start again. burn it down, and start anew. A lot of matches start anew, and see what can be created. You know, from the ashes, like the phoenix. That is the theme of my life. When I'm at my job, I'm like, I could really just think of it. I cannot make a chip, make a change. You know, black people love and me. Break away. Ah. <laughs> Kelly, you know, black people really go up for Kelly Clarkson, honey. And I feel like we should because she really goes in and she hasn't said anything yet. And I we shouldn't even say nothing because watch tomorrow. Mm-mm. Something's gonna come out about her saying that you know calling somebody a nigger baby or some shit. Oh my like, God. <laughs> Don't she have black babies? Does she? I feel like I in my mind see a picture of her holding a black child. Maybe that was a movie cover though. I've never watched her TV show. Me neither. I feel like that's all projection. That, like, people would think that she would be good as a TV host because they like her personality. But I don't know if she actually would be a good TV host. But I haven't watched it, so let me shut up. But that's what it feels like. You know, the internet be, internet be creating whole phenomenons by, like... Yes, because, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I should have let you finish your sentence. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Because I tried that chicken sandwich from Popeye's today. Mm-hmm. And it was aggressively mediocre. Really? It didn't taste like what y'all have been gassing it up to be, and I'm disappointed. The best part of it was the pickle. What is on the chicken? I have not tried the sandwich at all. I don't know. It's. I mean, the bun was nice, but it was a brioche roll. Maybe I'm like bougie and have had brioche before, so I know I like it. It's like yeah, sweet. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chicken was like, like I don't want to say this because I don't want to give them any, 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 any coin. I'll bleep it out. It was a chicken sandwich with a better pickle. That's it. 
Mm, I feel like you really are, are a story of debate for the girls because I feel like the girls have said that. But the way that they were gassing this Popeye sandwich, they mm. were saying it was better than it was like the new sandwich, the top sandwich. Like everybody needs to eat this sandwich. Niggas was fighting outside of Popeyes for a chicken sandwich. sandwich. Like girl, and it don't even taste like nothing. So like, what what are we doing? The question that I have is, in in when we were in the height of the chicken sandwich like phenomenon, when they didn't have it, were you leaving or what was your? I want to know what your your second choice was. <laughs> I want to know what the girls were getting after the fact, like. Did you just get like a three piece combo <laughs> and a biscuit and go and keep it pushing, or did you get like, let me get chicken tenders? Can I act, can I at least get the chicken patty <laughs> right. without the rest of the components? Because then I can make the rest of my car. Like, what was your your <laughs> a- answer to the question when they didn't have the chicken sandwich? It was to fight. It was to and murder throw hands <laughs> over a goddamn sandwich. Murder, death, kill. Like you were really. <laughs> Fighting bitches. I saw that right from T.S. Madison. I was watching a video of hers the other day. She said it's murder, death, kill time. And I, everything <laughs> that I had in my head, I threw across the room. I cannot. I want to try it. I haven't tried it yet. What is on the sandwich? Was pickles, chicken? Some like remoulade sauce. Spicy sauce. Mm, well, I remoulade. got the spicy one, so. But yeah, and then the bun. I feel like what would really fuck them up if they made it from like the bread of King's Hawaiian rolls. Mm-hmm. That would be delicious. It'd be like sweet. Yeah. Because bitch, when I whenever we get those for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I literally just eat fuck those. Fuck them up. Right, like delicious. Fuck them up. You heard it here first. Don't steal my idea, okay, bitch? <laughs> you say that every fucking week. Stop putting your ideas on these hot mics. <laughs> these hot mics. Don't steal my ideas. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Um, I don't even know. Did we decide? <laughs> oh, we did decide. I have a whole brain about Michael Bloomberg. So I don't, Michael Bloomberg, I don't even know if you want me to start, but bitch. Yeah, I have, you can oh. start. Because I have a few things to say about him as well. Did you watch the debate last night? I watched clips of it today on YouTube. It was a, a mess. Um, Warren had her guns out for everyone. She was coming for everyone. She, she sprayed the entire room. She said... Bitch, if I'm going down, everyone's going down. <laughs> like she said, I, I, I don't, I fuck, fuck the race. Okay, if we're really going to do this, then let's do it, bitch. I'm coming for every single person. She said, she said about Mayor P, she said literally, he, what did she call him? Fucking uh, Power, PowerPoint Pete or some shit like that. Because everything that he says is like empty fucking platitudes. She was like, you say absolutely nothing. I was like, oh my gosh, Elizabeth, say the things that we feel. <laughs> she came for Amy Klobuchar, came for Bernie a little bit, came for Bloomberg. Like, oh my God, like really smashed him. <laughs> like to bits. And I was living his for every moment hairs. of it. <sighs> I can't. She sprayed the entire room. She sprayed you know that scene? Well, I don't know. Have you seen the movie Wanted? I have seen that movie. And you know Angelina Jolie at the end where she yeah. curved that bullet around the whole room. And took everybody down. That was Elizabeth Warren last night. It was very much so that. I just <laughs> Here's my thing about Michael Bloomberg, and I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. But white people really make me mad. Like, they really make me upset. I have had it with y'all. Because I don't understand how people who are part of, like, the Democratic elite and when i say the elite i mean like the political elite as well as like the media elite 
like why they're trying to posit Bloomberg as like the 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 only contender to beat Donald Trump because it's like when you start to unpack all the all the flaws within his campaign, he is the worst one. Like literally the worst one and it's like if anything you if you put him as a nominee, you're making people not even want to vote at all. Right. Correct. Like you're literally putting people in a, and that's that's only going to benefit Donald Trump. You're putting people in a position because I was listening to a um a podcast today where they were like the guy he was a Bernie supporter, he was like I sent in my absentee ballot because he was he lives in Michigan for Bernie, but he was like say in the general that it were the case that Bloomberg were to become the nominee. He said he has in his mind like convinced himself that if anyone else outside of Bloomberg were to be the nominee, he would vote for them. But if Bloomberg were the nominee, he said he's not going to vote for them. Because it's, vote for him because it's like, essentially akin to the system that we already have. Like, Mm -hmm. if not worse. Because, I mean, it's just, to me it's like, you're putting, you're putting us in a position where it's the same conversation that we have to have that we had in 2016. But if anything, it's worse. Because essentially, He's he's not even Trump light. He's Trump. Like that was what I was gonna say. Um, he's not the best opponent to take Trump down because he is Trump. Trump, right? <laughs> We're not taking anything down at that point. We're just you know replacing it with itself. We're replacing it with someone who can who who's actually he's not. I don't even think he's really that much smarter. He just says things in a way that's not as explicit. In the right context, yeah. like under the right, in the right context, in with the right audience, he will he will be doing fuck shit behind the scenes, but the whole time he will be saying to our faces that oh no, I'm doing this for the better of society, like fucking. I'm sorry, I'm getting upset. Let me calm down. <laughs> like fucking stop and frisk in New York. Like I can't, and then the, the, to go back to my point about white people make me mad. It's like you put people of color, specifically black people and women, in in terms of the democratic elite, put us in a position to where it's like, y'all really don't give a fuck about our votes. Because if anything, you should, you, because we are such a, a, a huge part, specifically black people, of the voting bloc for a Democrat, the Democratic Party, if we don't approve of a candidate, then that candidate should not be the fuck there. Correct. So it's like, in this case, we have a candidate who has a demonstrated history that is not the Republican candidate, but the Democratic one. A, a demonstrated history of, like, actual, not only ideological racism, but, like, institutional racism and systemic racism. Like, you instituted a policy that was informed by your attitude about black people mm-hmm. that caused, like, actual harm to that community. Like... And it wasn't effective. At all. And then even after it was ruled unconstitutional, you're still you're still trying to justify this in in, in only recently are starting to understand, quote unquote, understand the error your ways error of your ways and want to apologize for it. Fuck that shit. It's like y'all really take our votes for granted. And it's like, y'all do understand that if we don't vote for y'all, you're not going to win. Like you do realize that. So I don't understand why would you ever Democratic establishment put in a candidate that's really going to qu- make people question whether or not they're going to vote the fuck at all. Because again, that is the those are votes for Donald Trump. Like, I can't. The There are a lot of people, especially on my Facebook timeline, who are so 
we have to get Trump out of here, that they're blinded to everything else going on over here on the Democratic side, where the whole vote blue no matter who is like, they're, they will do that. They are going to, that's the hill they're going to die on. And I'm like, you have to actually look at these people before you vote for them. Because Michael Bloomberg is not even really blue. So he's it's not, like, he's vote blue no matter who, even if he's red. Like, it doesn't make sense. You, ha- you have to research. If you're going to vote, know who you're voting for. And you definitely should vote. But know who you're voting for. Because voting blue no matter who doesn't fix the system that we're in now. It doesn't fix the issue that we have now. Right. And I mean, there was a time where I kind of had a similar, um, a similar perspective. But then I started to realize, like... When you really start looking at the the uh the democratic establishment like people who have been like career politicians, they're really not that different from Republicans. It's just that like in terms of their overt kind of racism, sexism, homophobia, Islamophobia, transphobia, they they may on those issues, they may, you know, be like socially liberal, but in terms of like economics and in terms of like policies, that are going to impact like working class people, people of color, those kinds of things. They're not actually interested in doing anything. If, if anything, they're interested in not having those policies passed at all. So they're actually having an antagonistic view to those policies. So in that way, Republicans and the Democratic establishment are very much so alike. So it's like this whole vote blue, no matter who, it doesn't make sense when if you're actually interested in something that's going to like impact your life as a regular person, a regular working class person, you need to be voting for somebody that has policy ideas that are actually going to impact you. Mm-hmm. And Bloomberg's only claim to the presidency, so the only claim to the presidency is that first he he's apparently the, the most electable person on that. His claim is that he's the most electable person on that stage. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because if you think that... <laughs> The Democratic Party, with kid gloves on most of the time, when it comes to attacking other Democrats who have legitimate concerns and issues with their campaign, if we can see all these fucking criticisms that people are going to make of you, you think Donald Trump is going to hold the fuck back? And I can just see it see it now. He's going to be like, what is Bloomberg going to say when Donald Trump says shit like, oh, so you instituted stop and frisk policy, so you really don't give a fuck about black people? And he obviously is a hypocrite, so he really can't say shit, but it's like... He can, though, and he will. He And he will. He will. He can't say shit. And <laughs> if anything, that's just going to make people feel like, okay, I'm not going to go out and vote because both of these niggas are trash. Again, the same thing that happened in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like his other claim to the presidency is that he's he can self-fund his campaign. And doesn't that... That doesn't fuck y'all up that literally, the, just by virtue of the fact that he has billions of dollars... Enough money to... Uh, insert himself into a presidential race where nobody saw him coming. This is the first time this nigga has been on the debate stage. Like, there have been... I think this was the eighth debate. Yeah. This is the the, the first time he's been on the debate stage. Like, and he has spent... I remember I was reading an article on Vox that he has spent, I think it's like $400 million of his own money on campaign ads, which is more than all of the candidates combined. The very fact that he has four hundred million, you said million hundred million dollars to just throw at some project he's working on should should fuck everyone up. And that's a dent. Like he's a billionaire. That is a dent in his total wealth and income. And think about how many of y'all have medical bills that you can't pay or some other type of bill that you can't pay that is putting you in crippling debt. And this man threw four hundred million dollars. <laughs> 
at a project that he was just like, oh, this looks cool. Let me let me try to do this. Right. And, and, and y'all want to make him press? No, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I like. I can't. I can't. And if y'all like. There's no way he can relate to you. There's no way he can relate to any struggle that you're going through. And give me a policy. Please give me a policy. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am here. Okay? I'm here and I'm queer. And, you know. What is, what is um fucking... What's her name? Join the skin. We're saying uh, we're here, we're queer. So get used to it. I'm here and I'm queer. So get used to it, bitch. Okay. <laughs> What's going on? To give me the answer to the question. Give me a policy that you think that he's going to actually pass. Like I can't. This man has no actual concern for like any kind of working class or poor person policy initiative or value system. He has none of that. He just cares about being in a position of power. The same shit that Donald Trump cares about. Exactly. The, you're literally putting putting in a candidate that is comparable, if not exactly like Donald Trump. And we're supposed to be in the moral authority. I literally was watching a clip of The View the other day. Megan McCain made the point. She's like, if Democrats want to have the moral high ground, why would you elect Bloomberg? And I'm like, if Megan McCain is talking right. sex, bitch, everything has fallen apart, okay? <laughs> the Fire Nation has attacked and we're all in shambles. Okay, so you need to... We need to listen to what she's saying in that one instance. We need to listen to what Megan McCain is in saying. In that one specific instance, okay? Because everything else that she'd be saying is, you know, quite interesting. But in that one <laughs> instance, yeah, she was telling a complete truth. And we need to listen to her. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to announce who I'm going to announce who I'm, who, who I'm going to vote for. Because I feel like I don't, you know what, because I just want to be completely transparent about my political persuasion. I am going to vote for Bernie Sanders. That is who I am voting for. He is the love of my life. Not the love of your life. <laughs> he is the love of my life. And I wholeheartedly, he, there's a consistency in his message that has stood the test of time that I feel like really permeates all of the, the fucking noise that we hear coming across a lot of the other candidates. Don't get me wrong. I used to be a huge Elizabeth Warren supporter she was my she's definitely my second choice and she was originally my first choice but then i just have issues with like her whole rollout of um medicare for all and her kind of like stepping away from it and then i just feel like her campaign just is just interesting and that whole bernie versus warren situation was really quite interesting for me because it was like we all know what bernie said bernie essentially said in the current political climate <laughs> social climate a woman cannot win not because she's a woman, but because people are not ready for her to win. Mm -hmm. We all know that's what he said. We all know that's what he said. Mm -hmm. And instead of you saying, he said that and I disagree, <laughs> you said, I disagree. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, well, bitch, what are you saying then? What do you disagree with? But whatever. That, that kind of turned me off to her too. I still like her. I think she's sickening. I think she actually is truly a progressive. And it's just a difference in terms of Working, working within a system in terms of her political, you know, change ideology, like what she feels like how change can happen, working in a system and reforming a system versus Bernie, which is like, let's completely just, you know, burn it down, burn it down, let's and start anew. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel like because the situation has reached such a level of like there's such a pressing need for change to happen. I feel like I'm more feeling like we need a, a true revolution. We really, really do. We need a complete uh, overhaul of our political and economic system because it's not working. 
It's not working. And I feel like he's the person who's going to fight for it because he has been fighting for it this whole entire time. So that's why I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Also, my main uh, policy issue is student loans. If you're not talking about that to me, I'm sorry because, and it may sound selfish, but it's like that is the issue that impacts me the most. And it is a crisis. And if you're not talking or have any kind of solution for that, that's actually going to provide some sort of relief for me, then I'm not interested in what you have to say at all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. So, and there's very few candidates who actually have a, uh, who who seem interested in actually coming, coming, you know, bringing about a, some sort of change or a solution related to that problem. So... Like I said, Bernie, that's my baby. I love him dearly. That's my baby. And I say all that to say because you can say a lot of things about Bernie, but what seems to be so interesting to me is that we have Bloomberg, who has all of these fucking, these open opportunities for people to criticize him and tear him apart. But when you think about Bernie Sanders, what do they say about him? He's a socialist. He's already said, okay, well, bitch, I am. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, he's claimed that. He also, you know, the two biggest things are he's a socialist and that people don't like the vitriol of his supporters, the supposed vitriol of the Bernie bros or whatever. And it's just annoying because it's like the criticisms aren't really about him. It's about... Or his policies or anything that he's trying to do. It's just about his supporters. And then are you really, are you really, my question is, is it something that's specific to his supporters or are you just mad at internet culture? True. Because it's like... Niggas say grimy shit online all the time. Correct. Because of the veil of anonymity. 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 Bitch, that's such a struggle word. <laughs> Under, you know, through because they're anonymous, bitch, okay? Because they're anonymous, they feel like they can say anything. And because, you know, what is it? The degrees of separation, they're, they don't feel connected to other people. They don't feel the need to kind of hold back in terms of like being civil and being respectful specifically when you're talking about political conversations so are you really just is it really just bernie bros or bernie supporters or is it the case that you just don't like niggas talking on the internet and criticizing your candidates that you like i'm not on twitter so i don't really know if it really is as bad as people make it seem but it's also like come at that person for their policies don't come at their supporters. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you do know what we're going up against, right? <laughs> Him and his supporters. And they don't care. At all. At all. So you would want us to have a candidate and and, and, and you would want, you would think that the Democratic establishment would want a candidate who has a support, a group of supporters who are so un, unwavering in their support of this candidate that they care enough to like, when there is misinformation when there is um you know opportunities to criticize other candidates that they're going to take it they're going to be that well actually person well no let me let me give you the tea so that you know so that that way we can try to help you bring you try to bring you over to our side i'm just over people just sitting here talking about his supporters and it's like we had this candidate who's being propped up as the best contender to beat trump and literally he has all of these wide open flaws that literally anyone should be able to, and not even we didn't even talk about the sexism shit. That shit is yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, he's the same person. 
she Warren said to him, dissolve your NDAs and let the women speak. And what blew my mind about that was that he didn't even have anything prepared to say to her or to say to anything about that that topic. And I'm like, your team is trash. You need to fire Absolutely. all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. All of them. Because you had to know that this was coming. You had to know that this was going to be brought up. Why do you have nothing prepared? Nothing at all? And I'm not even saying you need to have something that's like, that takes the moral high ground prepared. But like, you had nothing. You didn't address anything, which leads me to think that you legitimately think that just by virtue of the fact that you have money, that you're going to buy the presidency. That's, that's fucked. That's fucked up. Like, that's really horrible. Like, Oh my gosh! You so much so that you're not even gonna prepare for questions that you know that you're going to that get. That you know you're gonna get. You know that you're gonna get. Nobody on your team even prepared you for these questions. Somebody, I was listening to some coverage of it. And they were like, they probably don't want to bring it to his attention because he probably has the kind of work environment where he doesn't like he yes men. Like he's another one of those people who only likes to be surrounded by yes men. So. People in his campaign are probably just there to get a check. They actually don't really care about what his value system is, what his po- political ideology is, if he has one. But that only furthers the idea that he plans to buy the election, that right. he has no intention of actually doing anything. Except just being president. I can't. I absolutely cannot. I can't. And then people, the media, like, I can't. Y'all have really lost your minds. <laughs> like, you have really lost your minds. I'm watching The View and... At first, it was clear that they were they were rooting for Joe Biden. Now that it looks like he's on the decline and he's not going to be the nominee, and they're trying to find who their next like moderate kind of you know representation is going to be. And it seems like they're all pitching for Bloomberg. And I'm sitting here like How? Joy Behar, what? How? Joy. If we had a conversation about Joy previously, and you really caped for her, and I just wanted to no, let no, you know. No, 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 I did not <laughs> cape for Joy. I caped for Sunny, even though Sunny, she's getting on my nerves, too, because she's going to say the other day, I was watching a clip, she's going to say the other day, if if she feels like Bloomberg will repent for stopping Frisk, will have repented for stopping Frisk if he chooses, like, a Stacey Abrams for his vice president pick. And I'm like... So the way that we answer racism is to put black pe- black women specifically, mm-hmm. like <laughs> put them in, in front of it. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to somehow, just by virtue of being a black woman, mitigate racism via, like it's it, like the racism is going to sift through her and it's not going to impact the rest of the society. Like, I can't. That's literally what it is though. We have a problem. It's a color problem. Let's find someone of that color to fix it for us. It, the shit doesn't make sense. And I'm like, girl, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Like I can't. And he looks like um Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Like <laughs> Gollum. Like he really looks like Eagle. And I don't have time. <laughs> Bitch. And y'all remember what happened in Lord of the Rings? That man could not be trusted, okay? No, he only cared about the ring, which mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings was trying to tell us. <laughs> he only cared about the ring. That nigga didn't have no sense of morals, no sense of, you know, loyalty. He didn't care about the state of the world. He died happy because it, it, the world was crumbling. Everything, don't, I will go, let me, let me calm down. I just had a really scary thought. You want to hear it? What? What if? It does end up that Michael Bloomberg is the Democratic pick, the Democratic nominee. Mm-hmm. And some weird shit happens where 
the two of them run on a bipartisan ticket. So it's like Trump Bloomberg, a Trump Bloomberg ticket. And the whole world implodes. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. (laughs) I don't know how that Because it would be so progressive, but also so not. Like, could you imagine, like, it's the Democrats and the Republicans working together? What? Except fucking Bloomberg is not a Democrat. Right. And Donald Trump is definitely a no fucking Democrat. (laughs) Like, I can't. And then what's wild about this whole situation is, like, You just need to whole purpose. If you elect, I'm just going to keep saying this. If you elect Michael Bloomberg, you're just quelling votes. Like you're literally just making it seem like, because people, like you said, overestimate like how much people don't like Trump to the point that they feel like the Democratic establishment and the media thinks that people don't like Trump enough that they're just going to go and vote for anybody who's not him. What you fail to realize is if you put in a candidate who doesn't motivate people to go out and vote, who doesn't feel like anything that they're going to do is going to impact their lives in the day-to-day, well, what ends up happening is, well, you know what? Trump has been president for four years, and I haven't died. And I have a candidate who currently is being pitched to me as a Democratic alternative, but he doesn't really offer anything to me that I think is actually going to impact my life because he doesn't really stand for anything, and he's just like Trump. So why not just go for, why not just go for what I already know? Yeah, why not just stay in the hell that I know instead of entering a new one? Either by voting for that person who's in the devil of the hell that I know, Mm -hmm. or just not not voting at all. Not voting at all. Like I can't. Y'all niggas are dumb. Like (laughs) y'all niggas are dumb and don't learn from nothing, and it's wild. I can't. You're dumb. What did Tyra say to fucking um Tiffany? You, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How, How dare, dare you learn from this? <laughs> I have never in my life had to yell at a girl like this. <laughs> in that red wig. Girl. <laughs> in that little fucking tube dress, bitch. Be quiet, Tiffany. <laughs> she was getting... I mean, I could just quote that at literally every point in my life. I need that on my tombstone. How dare you learn from this? <laughs> On your tombstone. Learn, Learn from, from this, this death. Okay. <laughs> Learn from this. I'm sorry. We can stop now. Because this is supposed to be a political podcast, but bitch. I mean, we didn't even introduce a segment, bitch. I just went on a rant. That was part of the skinny bitch. Let's get into the other part. Girl. When you hear the word plus size, what size range do you think of? <laughs> like, that is such... Like, I can't. So... Taylor sent me this article. I don't know why she sent this to me because I guess she just wants to be mad all the time. She sent me this article about um, what was it? This was a modeling competition. I think the 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 brand is Simply B. Is the brand? Yeah. Simply B. I guess they're like a clothing or kind of they're, like oh, an online plus size clothing. I want to say boutique. I don't want to say brand. I think it's a boutique. Boutique that's like, aren't they based out the UK? Mm-hmm. Based out the UK, they were having a plus size modeling competition, like a modeling competition or a modeling call, I guess. And they had, you know, I guess, I don't gather it isn't the right word, but like, <laughs> there was all these models that answered the call and they ranged in size from, I think, 14 
to, to 26 or 28 one of those yeah to 26 and what ultimately happened was there was this girl who kind of came in at the last minute this is based off of how the article detailed it mm-hmm. came in at the last minute who didn't really fit any of the criteria to get into <laughs> the competition yeah like because you couldn't have been a signed model prior to this you couldn't have done professional work or taken professional photos and she had done all of those things and you couldn't have been like associated with art. You couldn't have been established with an agency. Yeah. She did all those things, and she won, essentially because she's a size sixteen. And I looked. Was girl, she a sixteen or a fourteen? I think it's sixteen. I mean, either way. But I looked at her pictures, and there's so much to unpack here. But I looked at her pictures, and I was like, she does not look plus size to me at all, at all. So, which with this really to me, uh, like highlights is that first of all, if you're a clothing brand who's trying to like uh, shift the conversation on like size and clothing and like body representation and body positivity, I don't think it makes sense as that as a brand that's interesting in doing that or any kind of like fashion public entity to to operate within the frames of the already existing size. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, to me, what we need, what we actually need is a new classification for like plus size to be like 18 to 26. Mm -hmm. And then like, just to be like average women. And then like bitches who are just thin. (laughs) Like, you get what I'm saying? Because to me, if you look on this girl's Instagram, I'm like, what is, she looks like a regular person. Her Who's stomach just is pretty. flat, like she's—I don't want to say tiny, but like she's small. She's not. She is not what I would picture in my mind when seeing the word plus size at all. So for her to come in and not meet any of these criteria that they are at a step. This is according to the article. Mm-hmm. The, any of the criteria that they said, you know, was the criteria in order to be in the competition. We have nothing else to go off of about the fact that she they just like a size 16 and they have a particular kind of aesthetic. Because I was also looking on their Instagram and I'm like, y'all have a problem. Y'all <laughs> actually have a problem. I didn't look on their Instagram. What did you look, see? Look. Look. Okay, I could look. I'm sorry. I'm really, I feel like I've been screaming this whole episode. <laughs> In their bio, they profess to like highlight body types from like 18 to 32. And I'm looking on the Instagram, and I'm like, where? <laughs> where are they? Where? In the words of Rihanna, where have you been? Because I never see you around. Simply be. But I wouldn't, can I tell a, a shady story really quickly? Well, not a shady story. When I was in grad school, <laughs> I wrote a paper. A grad school paper, and I titled titled it "Where Have You Been?" Because I never see you. <laughs> and I think like I got like a B or an A on that paper. I forget. A grad school paper. A grad school. Okay, <laughs> this is the messy shit that I did when I was a grad student. All of these girls are small, and like flat stomach, not a roll in sight. Can't be bigger than like a sixteen. And it's like, we've talked about that before, but it, it seems like to me that when when the fashion industry says plus size, what they really mean is 
you can't really have too much of a stomach and you have to have hips and breasts. It just means curvy. That's literally what it means. Which I feel like is low-key the body of every woman. (laughs) Right. Like every, not every woman, but every woman who's not plus size. It's like, that's why I think there needs to be a category that's etched out specifically for women who have body types that are the average woman's body type. And then there needs to be a separate category for plus size people because it seems like you're trying to fit everyone who is not thin into this 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 moniker of plus size when it's like when you when you do that, what ends up happening is you're you're giving power to people who are closer to thinness. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened in this case. Because again, she was she to me looks small. Yeah, and it's also shady the way that she won or the way that she came in here. So I my my first thought was, they saw the, all the girls that they have, didn't see anyone who really fit the aesthetic that they had in mind, and right. so planted someone that could win. <laughs> Come on, planters. That was my initial thought. They were doing schemes and tactics, and because if you fill a room with people who are. Not what you see on their Instagram because their Instagram is full of one type of girl, one right. type of body. Then they, how do you, you know, have someone win your contest and then they don't, they're the only one who looks like them on the entire feed. And it's like, what's the point of even having the contest, bitch? If you, if you wanted to get a, 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 a bitch who, you know, fits your specific aesthetics and criteria, just go and find her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't even call it a contest. Don't even give these people this false sense of like, oh, like, oh, this is this is this brand that cares about body positivity, that cares about representation of, like, diverse body types. They found someone who fits their aesthetic because if you look at their Instagram, she fits right on in with the rest she of the sure girls. Does. Right on in with the rest of the girls. And just go, you could have sought her out. Especially since she already was connected right. to the industry. She has she... already done professional work. Like, you literally could have just gone and gotten her. Just gone and paid her for a shoot. And that's why I felt like we should have a conversation, maybe a, a more nuanced, deeper one, about, like, smaller fats versus, like, people who are heavier. Because there's definitely a power dynamic there. It's like... And I think this is, it's kind of hard for me to speak for, because I know that I come from a place of privilege. And I, and we talked about this before. We both kind of come from a place of privilege because we don't experience fatness that's like... Immobilizing. Immobilizing or physically debilitating. In my case, I feel like the way that my body is configured by virtue of the fact of like genetics and like going to the gym, because fitness has become a part of my life, I'm still a fat person. But it's like, I feel like people think that my body is more physically appealing, like aesthetically pleasing to them. Mm-hmm. So they don't, like I would be considered like a smaller fat. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, bitch, I'm really not even that small. But <laughs> like a smaller fat to some people. And I don't, it, it's weird because I think people misunderstand like, or mischaracterize like, body type versus, like, people's, like, physical ability kind of thing. Like, I think there's something in there about people think that just because you're a fat person who participates in going to the gym and participates in fitness, that somehow that somehow makes you more of, like, a more, what is it? You're easily consumed. You're, you're more easily yeah. consumed kind of fat yeah. than 
someone who is just fat not going to the gym, but also who's fat and not physically, aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened in this case. She's a size 16. She doesn't really look that big to me. She doesn't look that big to me either. She's not going to have a problem getting into clothing because a, a, a size 16 to me, it seems like it's an abundance. Mm-hmm. So why is she in a plus size? And how does she represent us at all? Other than, you know, she has curves. She has hips. But like, barely we have those. And then also all of these other things. Right. Bellies. Thighs. Rolls. Back fat. Get into the back fat. Because <laughs> bitch, if you don't have back fat, bitch, I don't know who you are. Okay. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are if you're on back fat. If you don't have a little, you know, arm fat. Like, right, arm flabbies. My flabbies. And I'm not saying that you have to cross all these things off to be considered like a plus size model. But it's just... You should probably check more than two, though. Right. And I just feel like I'm so over... I'm just so over like plus size the way that plus size modeling works specifically for women you're centering smaller fats and then you're 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 getting the you're having the ability as a clothing brand to say we're inclusive we're <laughs> we care about body positivity because we have Ashley Graham and I'm like no no we already spoke on Ashley Graham and how she has co-opted the the plus size movement as well mm-hmm. she's because we have Ashley Graham we, we're body you know we we care about body positivity and it's like really what this symbolizes to me is that y'all really should she shouldn't be considered plus size y'all really should be patting yourselves on the back for just actually actually representing real women like <laughs> and then let's have this other conversation about women who are fat women who are large women who are bigger than Ashley Graham or have their bodies configured a different way who still need clothing who still want representation, who are still beautiful, who are still value, valuable members of society and have a, a perspective and a voice that needs to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Because Ashley Graham, I'm sorry, she looks like a whole bunch of other bitches I see at Walmart, Target. You know who she doesn't look like, though? Me. Me, me either. <laughs> I mean, I'm a whole man, but... <laughs> I was just like, simply be. Get it together. Simply be. <laughs> simply be what's going on <laughs> I was really researching and sifting through the archives I was oh like God. what is going on <laughs> I didn't know that their Instagram feed looked like that I'm highly disappointed and I really I was going through the pictures I was like okay okay <laughs> and they definitely they like they definitely have a very specific aesthetic and point of view. Very specific. And she fits right into it. Mm-hmm. She fits right into it. And the girl who... There was like a girl who was like a size 18 who was in the picture. And she they even said that she was one of the smaller fats. But it's like even she looked more plus size than her. Yeah. Like she definitely... She like... She still fits that whole like Coke bottle aesthetic that it seems like plus size brands really, really want to highlight. Like, that's the only kind of body shape they're actually comfortable with highlighting. Mm-hmm. But she even had, like, more hips and more arm fat. Like... She was giving you pudge, you know? Let me show you the picture. I was like... And those poor girls, like, I, they probably... 
Because if you get to the point where you're going out and actually like getting involved in a modeling competition, you obviously have, to a certain degree, if you're a fat person, undid or, or trying to unlearn, trying mm-hmm. to uncombat, combat a lot of the fat phobia, internalized fat phobia that you experience, mm-hmm. like overcoming that kind, of, that kind of emotional mental work or like doing that emotional and mental work. And then it's like you get to a competition that's supposed to be highlighting you and propping you up. And then it's like, let's just get the skinnier fat girl to be the winner. Like, I can't. Would you ever do a modeling competition like that? Well, I mean, you did a fashion show, but... I don't know that I would do a modeling competition, though. I feel like there's a lot more that goes into modeling than being cute. And I don't want to have to, you know, shake hands and kiss babies with nobody. They have to do that? I don't know, but I don't <laughs> want to have to not cuss somebody out. You I know? can't. <laughs> you do become like a a representative of a brand. But let me see. Like this, I cannot. Like I cannot. I cannot. She is a size 16. And this, uh, uh, fashion world, I'm looking at you with the biggest raised eyebrow, <laughs> bitch. Because if you look at this picture, this is a size 16. Right. I, I must be a size true T, 32. This is considered plus and women, size. This is considered plus size. Like, she's the girl, she's a size 18. She, I'm like. She's giving me plus size. She's though. giving me plus size because she has thighs. She probably, she looks like she has butt. She still is giving me stomach even yes. though she has black on. The black is camouflaging a lot. She has a little arm pudge. She's giving me plus size. She has chin. That's she's also giving me, thing. um, what's it called? Belly smile. When your belly smiles. Yes. She's giving me that. That gives me plus size. And she's also giving... Because a lot of times, too, you have to get into the face, too. Because mm-hmm. round... I need to see round faces. <laughs> I need to see cheeks. I need to see a little bit of... I need to see not one chin. I need to see at least one and a half, mm-hmm. too. If you don't have those... Like, me and her have the same arms. If you just want to get skinny fat bitches... Well, skin, <laughs> skinny... Skinny fat, fat bitches. <laughs> if you just want to get skinnier... Relatively skinny... Plus size people, just seek those people out and not call it plus size. This should be called average size. Average size. Average size bitches. Like that's <laughs> that's I'm what they should be here. called. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm more upset about this than you are, but it's okay. I know I'm upset. I just I have like this is not new. Right. Know? This is not surprising to me. It's upsetting because niggas need to do better, but I'm not at all surprised. It's 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 really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But what do you think that they could do to right this wrong? Because to me, this is a wrong. I don't know that they can. Because I, I don't I don't want them to say, "Just kidding, we're taking her title away. She doesn't deserve it." Because that. But she doesn't. But that's. <laughs> That's trauma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't know this person. She seems like, I mean, let me not say she seems because bitch, I've only seen pictures of her. But it also would be like a, this isn't genuine, you know, like you're taking this away from her because you see all of this outrage. Because I feel because like, people were, the no, article said that it. people were letting her, letting them have it. Well, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Simply be saying, okay, we see what you're saying. We're sorry we messed up. We are 
taking the crown off of her and we're crowning this person over here. Like, I don't want to be this person over here because I don't want it. I don't want it. You didn't want to give it to me in the first place. You only want to give it to me now because you feel bad. I absolutely do not want this. I don't want it. And it's like, how am I? Let me make sure I'm not tripping. I just want to make sure I'm not tripping. Okay, this is her, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you a picture. This is why this should need, this probably should be a visual podcast for this point. (laughs) This is her. She is not plus size. Look at her stomach. She is not plus size. She is not plus size. She's just a tall bitch. Yeah, she doesn't have to do any tugging to get into her jeans. I promise you that. She's just a tall bitch. It, it, and she wears a size 16. I, I, show me, show me the tags. <laughs> this is really wild. And I don't want to, I don't, this is, it's not about her. I don't want to make it personal because it's really not about her. Because she's cute. But it's also like, you, you're not supposed to be here. Nobody's supposed to be here. How did we get here? I tried that love thing for the last time. <laughs> because you are not plus size. Burn it down. <laughs> You were not plus five. Burn it to the ground and Tokyo Vanity has 2.2 million followers on Instagram. My God. I'm sorry. This is random. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you have a weekly consumption? I mean, let's, 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 cause I'm tired. Oh, I do. I'm tired as well. Um, my weekly consumption is quick weave co- tutorials on YouTube. Come on, quick weave tutorials. <laughs> Specifically quick weave tutorials where they do Bob units. It's quite fascinating and interesting to watch cause it's like, how are you gluing this to a cap and it's staying with wick glue or with hot glue with the um the the weave glue mm-hmm. and i'm like seeing people like take a cap well seeing people put gel in someone's hair that black gel gelling it down into oblivion so they <laughs> they look bald then putting a cap over top then sticking some sort of like substance that looks like (laughs) look I don't know what the substance is but it looks like liquid plastic like you're literally like doing some sort of form of their head (laughs) then taking weave glue and laying these tracks down Mm -hmm. and then you have to sometimes they do the leave out sometimes there's a, a closure situation then you did all that but then you still have to style the hair. <laughs> like, you have to cut and style the hair. This was a lot to achieve this style. Like, it's a the, quick weave. Our, and where is the quick portion? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where the quick portion is at. Because you, you have created... At this point, why don't we just have a wig? <laughs> like, I, I was... A quick weave. I'm like... I think it's a quick weave because you can quickly remove it. Oh. Because I'm like, if you really think this is quicker than just like doing the braids and then sewing it to the braids? <laughs> you can't quickly remove that. You cannot. <laughs> you can quickly remove a quick weave? How does I it remove? So. They, I never see people take them. Quickly take... in the sense that it's not like you sitting and cutting out threads. Threads, yeah. For hours. And having to be like really careful so you don't cut your hair. But that's my um, weekly consumption. There's this, there's this YouTuber... Who I've watched a couple of videos up, and people are probably like, "Bitch, why are you watching hair tutorials? Like, you have first of all, you have no hair." <laughs> well, bitch, shut up. <laughs> Second of all, I just think they're really relaxing. Like, I think there's something so cool about seeing someone start looking, start looking a specific way, and then ending looking this. Like, I like the idea of a transformation. Mm-hmm. And then they're really relaxing. The music is usually soothing, and it's kind of like cool to just sit there and watch somebody do hair. 
I like to watch silk presses on natural hair. Saying that's another one that I like. But there's this ins- this YouTuber named Styles by Tonk. I watched a couple of her quickly videos. I'm like, bitch, let me go book an appointment. <laughs> I cannot. I want you to have a quick weave. When we go on tour, fat people take a opi- fat people with opinions take the country. You have to have a quick weave. Okay, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I'll wear a quick weave. And I'll be bald. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also like, I will wear the quick weave for one photo, and then I need <laughs> to take it one off. one photo. Because they look like they are itchy. They probably are. No, it, they're. I mean, they might be on your head because There's bald. nothing there. Yes. Brain. <laughs> Pinky in the brain. <laughs> that should be... <laughs> That should be our other names. Pinky and the brain. <laughs> Does that make me pinky? Yes, I'll be the brain. What's your weekly consumption? Mine is this game called Grease. It's a walkthrough game, but there's like no boss battles, no dialogue, no real purpose or setup at all. Oh. You're <laughs> really selling this. The game really leaves it up to you to find the purpose in life essentially and you just wander around looking at cool shit and every time you make it to the end of the level it's a loop a feedback loop it resets you back to the beginning but each time there's more stuff in the level what like platform is this on? Uh, my phone are you like playing as a character? yeah you're the girl Grease oh her name is Grease? Mm mm-hmm does she need some grease, some hair grease, some, <laughs> some Ampro, some Blue Badger? She's white, so I don't think so. Don't use Diva Curl, what? <laughs> no, do use Diva Curl, because all of you um, curly girls who decided to co-opt the natural hair movement. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying for that now, aren't you? Not the um <laughs> the schemes and the sabotage and the tactics. Go ahead and do your thing. Make all those videos about how... Diva Curl is the stuff you use in your kinky curly hair and um, live life. Be great. <laughs> so wait, but the, the concept of the game is what? You're walking around. Mm-hmm. And then there's things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? You just keep walking until you make it to the end. And then at the end, it loops you back to the beginning. I had to delete it off my phone because it was taking up too much space and I had already played all of the levels. But it was really cool. <laughs> you <laughs> bitch this fucking obsessive ass. I cannot beat all the levels. I had to delete it off my phone. It's That sounds like a great game, friend. I definitely am excited <laughs> to play now. And that was Fabulous with Opinions. Uh, yeah. See you next week. Follow us. On all of the things. Where it, we are. It'll be linked in the show notes. Goodbye. We're so bad at outros. <laughs> We're getting so much better at intros, but our outros suck. Yeah.